We start a new journey. Lunch with Big Sills. Dinner with Big Sills. Wherever you are in the world, Big Sills is here for you, man. Hit the like button. We've now expanded the program to three hours, and it's all because of what you guys have brought to the show. By the way, Sports Take, great stuff. Way to launch your first show. Never easy to launch a first show. Guys did a spectacular job getting that show off the ground. And the Jacob Media Channel is just absolutely growing, and we're proud to be a bookend here. With 365 in the morning, Sports Take, and now us here, in the afternoons here, going three to six, man. We so appreciate you guys. And again, I'm going to say it one more time. It's because of you guys and what you guys have done for the program that there was a demand for another hour. Let, let me tell you guys, man, okay? Let me tell you something about the Krauses. Sills, I love you, man. You're, you're really a good dude. We love you. If there wasn't an appetite for it, guys, Big Sills is still at two hours. Still at two hours. But because of you, we've now expanded the program. Thank you so much, guys, for being part of this whole thing here. You know, it was it was a really great sports weekend, man. And it was a telling sports weekend. Let me let me let me start it out. There's no doubt that there's an appetite for football. The USFL kicked off over the weekend, the NBA playoffs. I'm going to make a point to you if I was the commissioner of the NBA. If I'm Adam Silver, Adam Silver, you're opening rounds to your playoffs. Do me a favor. Make it best of three. You were outrated by the Saturday USFL game for the Jazz and the Mavericks. They had a better number than you. The USFL had a game where they beat in ratings an NBA playoff series, game one, with the Joker, okay? Think about that for a minute. With the Joker, one of the candidates for the MVP, USFL ends up blowing him out of the water. There's an appetite for football. There's an appetite for spring football. I enjoyed the game to be watching the Bandits and the Maulers tonight. Game got postponed because of rain. Way to go, man. Way to go. USFL did a great job. Across their platforms, nearly 4 million people. Now, that number will come down next week. Okay? That's right, Maniac. Hey, loosen it up, baby. Here, watch this. This is what you do. You see the hand? If you're sitting watching Big Sills, just sit back like Al Bundy and go like this. We'll be here for a while. Gary Cobb, an hour number two, as he always is at 4.30 Eastern time. We will get to him, his thoughts on some of the news that is going around the NFL. A lot of football news. A lot of important football news. A lot of important. Also, let me say this to you. Listening to NBA playoff talk, unless you're talking, I would say this, Raptors and the Sixers are probably the most compelling I would say series in the opening round, the rest of them I'm not interested in. I'm really not interested in them. I have very little. I watch almost exclusively the USFL. As a matter of fact, I think I did watch exclusively the USFL on Saturday and on Sunday. I really did. When is hour four starting? Oi. Let me get going here. All right. 
Let's start this off by doing this. So A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin are not showing organized team activities and are not showing up to their respected teams' OTAs or minicamps this offseason. A.J. Brown has informed the Titans no interest in showing up. Debo, not interested in showing up till I get a new deal. McLaurin, this guy is going to be a needed guy for Carson Wentz, okay? And by the way, he's completely outlived his contract. That guy, was he a third rounder? He has completely outplayed that contract. That deserves a new deal, okay? Howie, where are you? Howie, where are you? One of these three players, by the way, I would make this point. I doubt that McLaurin is going to be in the conversation for the Philadelphia Eagles because it's inside the division. Highly doubt that. But A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel, why are you not at the gates of both of those franchises trying to cut a deal to get one of those two guys? Okay? Meta, I agree with you. McLaurin's going to get paid. He is a big-time wide receiver. You know who the guy actually was that kind of turned me on to him? That was Xander. Xander says, Sills, this guy's a big-time player. The rest of those dudes in Washington are just dudes. They're just dudes. Okay? But Debo and AJ, these guys are ballers. These guys are pro ballers. These guys are game changers. And most importantly, these guys can make your quarterback better. Which one of these guys do you believe the Eagles should make a strong push on? And how much would you give up for one of these two guys? A.J. Brown. Am I giving up a first rounder for him? Are you giving a first rounder up for A.J. Brown? Hmm. Maybe. Because I'm desperate. Plus, he can block in that run game. Okay? Xander, great point. Five of the last first rounders are off the team. Think about how crappy that is in drafting. Think about how the Eagles have missed so mightily when it comes to wide receivers. Here are two guys that are proven players. Two guys that are proven commodities. You don't have to hope and pray, get on a knee, hope to God that this guy pans out. Those guys are great football players. Howie Roseman should be talking to the Titans and talking to the 49ers. Debo Samuel, I'll give you a one, and I'll give you a four for him. A one and a four. Or a one, a four, and Jalen Rager to get that contract over in San Francisco if you want. Put Jalen Rager in the deal. I don't have a problem with that. Put his ass in there. Put White. Hey, send Whiteside back to the West Coast. Might be the best thing for him. Didn't he go to Stanford? 
Send his ass back to Stanford. Get a 1-4 in Whiteside. Howie says face. Send a kid back to the West Coast. And you've got a perennial all-pro playing wide receiver for you that you could do multiple things with in your offensive passing attack and in your running attack. Travis says, no way it happens, Dan. You know it. Howie doesn't want to pay the massive amounts of money. Well, then, Travis, you're not going to win at a high level. Damn, that Super Bowl is really just been an anchor around that front office. They refuse to spend the dough. Tony, that's a good point. How old is A.J. Brown? Will someone look that up for me? Jeremiah says, Sills, Rager and J-Jaw, negative value. You never know until you throw it out there. You never know. (sighs) Holy cow. AJ's 24. (laughs) Are you kidding? Both of these. Get get, get this offseason, guys. When is the last time you've ever seen wide receivers like Tyree Kill, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Allen Robinson, all of these guys on the move potentially looking for a new deal, and you had a 24-year-old quarterback into Sean Watson moved, who's an elite talent. I have never seen a more productive player transaction offseason in my life in the NFL. I've never seen this. I've usually free agency guys, usually free agency back in the day, 37 year old guys that were on their last respirator, you know, looking for a payday. Meta Debo's a perfect for the Eagles, man. He's the perfect fit, man. Chalk it up sports. Dude, the guy's 24, 25. Look at Samuel, how young he is. Is Samuel on a first-year rookie deal from South Carolina? Is he on that rookie deal too? So you've got two guys in A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel that are 24 years of age. That's insane. That's insane. And by the way, they're talking about moving them in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, the general manager, has been taking calls. He's been taking calls. And why is that? Think about it. You think maybe they're looking at the whole Trey Lance thing and going like this? Shit. Look at what we gave up for Trey Lance. Now this year, if I'm not mistaken, let me take a look at this here. 49ers? 49ers don't have a first-round pick, right? How'd you like one of those ones from Philly? Philly's got four over the next two years. Hey, hey, I'll give you one of the first rounders for Debo. Would you pay Debo Samuel $25 million though? See, here's the two, here's the two part question here that goes with Debo. I want Debo. I don't want AJ, even though I think AJ's a hell of a player. I think there's a less of a chance of AJ actually being moved. I do. Then Debo Samuel. 
49ers are in salary cap hell, and you got to pay Boza. And get this. What's the big problem going on in San Francisco right now? What's the problem? Garoppolo's still on the budget. At $25 million is still on the budget. Can't move him. Why? Shoulder injury. His injury has hosed that team. They would have moved him by now, had that money off the cap, maybe would have even addressed Nick Bose's contract, and maybe even cut a new deal for Debo, but guess what happened? An injury hit. And the Niners are not sure they want to turn the keys over to the team yet to Trey Lance. One play, Trey? Are you really going to do that? Right? Garoppolo's 36 and 16. Are you really going to do that? Here's the problem for Howie. Now, he did it with Alshon Jeffries. There's precedent that Howie has spent money on one of these. Why go into the draft and roll the dice on a wide receiver again when you could go get yourself a veteran guy? And so what? It costs you more. So what? You're going to eventually have to pay a star anyway. Is it really that important to you that you have to draft the guy, develop the guy, call him yours for it to be a win? A win is also Darius Slay, Howie. You were right. You saved that guy's career in Detroit by bringing him to Philly. That's a win, too. Everyone was looking at that deal. Tell me, I'm the, tell me the truth, right? Darius Slay, Detroit, it brought him in, man. The guy's a lockdown corner. The guy's a pro bowler. One play Trey, talk it up, sports. Okay? Matt Hatter says yes all day. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you now. Would Howie Roseman give up a first-round draft choice for Debo Samuel and $25 million? Yes or no? Would you do it? Would you do it? Dion says Shanahan is going to use Trey Lance like RG3. How successful was that? I look at Trey Lance and I say this to you, Dion. I don't know yet. I don't know. Matt Hatter says yes. X says no. Ashley goes, I have a question. Who are your Mount Rushmore's of the NFL? Roxanne, is that all time or today? No. Howie's a crap. <laughs> I would do it. Howie wouldn't because he's delusional. Vaselli says, too many good young dudes in this draft. Too many good young dudes. X. There's not a guy in the draft that will have the career that Debo Samuel has started with. Not one of these guys. Do you know every one of these wide receivers that are in the draft have to have what? The luck of the draw that they get a quarterback. They have what? You can beat Devontae Smith and go to the wrong team. That's what Devontae's done. You've got a quarterback that can't get him the football yet. He's still developing in his reads. Yes, all day, every day. No, says 252. I would in a heartbeat, says Rhoda. I think if they believed in Hurts, they would. 
have Jeremiah. I want that guy on my football team. When I get a chance to add a skilled guy, he'd be the most productive guy that the Eagles have had in their offensive huddle. Probably since Shady. He'd be, he, he'd be, he'd be incredible. Roxanne, all time, Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, Jim Brown, Tom Brady. I would do that, Sills. What are we talking about today? Uptown. A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin are not showing up to any off-season activities, OTAs or minicamps, until they get new contracts or a new team. I don't blame them. The kid in Washington has completely outplayed his contract. Debo sees what Tariq Hill did. Sees what Stefan Diggs just got paid. He wants to get paid. A.J. Brown's looking at the same stuff. I'm the stud on this team. But here's the problem with A.J. A.J., that team's not built around you. That team in Tennessee is built around the horse that's in the barn. It's not built around you. I don't know. You're not getting $25 million in Tennessee. So you may actually have to leave town. That's not a place for him. Tennessee's built on Derrick Henry. So when I go to management and I'm A.J. Brown and I go, I want a brand new $25 million per year contract. They're going to look at you and go, so wait a minute here. Are you under some sort of delusion that you think that this football team here is built around you in a passing game? This team is built around the guy who carries the ball 28 times a game, not you. $25 million? No way. No way. I'm kind of almost starting to talk myself into AJ here a little bit. Because if you think about it, right? AJ Brown, 24 years of age, blocks in the run game too. Maybe he's more apt to be dealt. Hey, that, that's a great point. Hey, Chalk It Up Sports is right. Please hit the like button. Guys, you tell me here. Okay, think about that. Who would be more apt to get rid of their, their star receiver, the Titans or the Niners? Okay. They're, 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 San Francisco actually can't afford it. AJ, the team's not built to run a passing game. You imagine AJ Brown in Green Bay? Can you imagine him in Green Bay? <laughs> Incredible. Even if they don't believe he's TO 2.0, O line and Debo makes sense. Trade for any of them, and I'd be happy. Meta, both those guys are spectacular players. I'd still give AJ 18 to 20 million. He's comparable to Godwin. I think he's bigger and more physical. I don't think Godwin really does a great job blocking down the field. I think AJ Brown does a really good job doing that. And that's still kind of what the backbone of the Eagles are. Maniac said both teams would be stupid to get rid of them. You know what, though, Maniac? That's one of the beautiful things about the NFL. If you don't manage your salary cap right, look at Dallas. You get penalized by losing star players. Dallas is getting penalized 
because of the frivolous spending that they've had. You see, you know why the Rams aren't getting hurt? Because the Rams give up the draft choices. Turn around and cut a deal with the kid. That's cap friendly. Dallas, when they draft a guy, they overpay him immediately. Give him new contracts, overpay for him. That's the difference between the Rams and the Cowboys. Both those teams, okay, have a different philosophy on how you build it and how you spend it. I'm going to spend it on guys I know that can play like Von Miller, Odell Beckham, players like that. Okay? Meta goes like this. Can you imagine Derrick Henry in Philadelphia with our old line? You know what? It'd be a body bag game. It would, it would just be an absolute body bag game. <laughs> you, you put a guy like that with that offensive line. I know the guy in Indianapolis had 1,800 yards, Jonathan Taylor, last year. Derrick Henry would have 2,500 yards a year with that offensive line. And if they were able to put any kind of passing game in the room, I can promise you this, that, that guy would maybe run for 2,600 yards because teams today aren't built to stop the run. Nine in a box, and that's why you'd have to have some type of passing game. It would be incredible. So, to me, you got both these guys out there. And are you in line for it? Probably not. Dude, how can you let Deshaun Watson just walk through the streets of the NFL and you don't make a play for him? How can you let A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel walk through the streets of the NFL for any team to negotiate with these guys and you're not in the conversation? What are you thinking, man? You're building this football team on the cheap. If you're looking only at the NFL draft, did you see what Honey Badger said in his people? They've kind of like, they've, they've kind of like uh, leaked it out that Howie wants to do one of those prove-it deals. One year and an option. Honey Badger's going, no, I want a three-year contract or minimum two years what Stefan Gilmore got in Indy. I'll give you two and an option. Howie doesn't want to do that. Howie wants one in a team option. One of those stupid-ass prove-it deals. The only way a prove-it deal works is if you put a boatload of money up there for the first year. Okay, Howie, if I'm Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, if I'm him, do you know what I tell him? Fine, you want a one-year deal? $18 million. Well, I can't pay you that. Well, I'm not giving you a one-year deal. I'll give you a two-year contract at $13 million with a sign-in bonus that we'll negotiate. I'll come down that way. But why would I put my ass on the line for one year and a prove-it deal where I'm a Super Bowl champion and a perennial pro bowler for a team that doesn't have one safety on it that's worth a shit? I mean, really? I feel like it's Groundhog Day every time I say this shit to people. It's like Groundhog Day. Dion's right. Would Howie turn around and go over to Tom Brady and say, here, here's a prove-it deal? What? Why don't you prove it? You know what he keeps saying? 17. You know what I would say to people who keep throwing up that 2017 Super Bowl? Yeah, four years later, you had four wins on your football team. 
What does that tell you? You were a one-year wonder, dude. You didn't build that football team for lengthy success. And people will go, wait a minute, Dan. The Eagles have had the most success in the NFC East since 2000. And? And? It's been the worst division since 2000. The NFC East, how long has it been the worst division in the NFC? 10 years? It's by far the worst division in the NFC. So you're crowing for being the shortest tree in the forest, but yet the biggest in a short forest. Well, your tree's a little bigger. Who gives a shit, dude? You're in the worst division in the, in the NFL. Mad Hatter, all I'm saying is every time we come on the air and every time we talk about this, it's Groundhog Day. Guys, the draft is next week. This guy ain't doing shit. He's not doing shit. This makes no sense. This makes no sense. I'm not even in a conversation. All right. Here's the other comment. There is no doubt that Steve Kime and Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals are not speaking to one another. And teams have called and one of those teams are the Philadelphia Eagles about Kyler Murray. We brought this up this past Friday, and they've been talking over the weekend. Now, know this, it's not just the Eagles, and it's a peripheral conversation. There's nothing here going, I'll give you this, this, or this. It's more so, hey, this is where we are right now. Give us a couple days. Let's talk about it in a few days. And today they had another conversation. So that's why I posted it on my Twitter page. The Eagles have had a couple conversations with Steve Kahn, the GM of the Cardinals. My problem with Kyler Murray, I didn't like how he ended the season, and I don't know if I like the $212 million. I just don't know. If I like to 212, that's an awful lot. Do you, and that's supposedly what his folks are talking about wanting when it comes to a brand new contract extension. Would you pay 200, let's just say 215 to $20 million for Kyler Murray? Would you do it? I keep getting caught up on the money. Do I think Kyler Murray's better than Jalen Hurts? By a lot. By a lot. But then I get to the money. We're talking almost $50 million a year. Is he that guy? And, and I, I, I want to do this. I want to make sure that I'm not back in the old days and I'm letting the money get to me and jade my opinion. Because it is. And it's hard for me to do that. I'm looking at it like this. Man, he's better. He's more electric. By the way, Howie, Jeffrey, you're going to sell more tickets with Kyler Murray at Lincoln Financial than you are with Jalen Hurts. That's Michael Vick 
you're going to sell. You're going to sell more tickets. Wait. Hey, Matt Hatter, you're saying he's 5'9"? You think he's better than Bryce Young? You think he's better than Bryce Young, the quarterback at Alabama right now, who's a, who's a little taller but smaller? He could get bigger. X says, hey, Sills, the link already sells out. True. True. 212 to $15 million. Man, that's a lot of money. I'm caught up on the dough. Would you pay $50 million a year to make a quarterback move to go get Kyler Murray and bring him to Philly? Would you do it? Would you do it? No. We might as well be the Boston Eagles or the Philadelphia Celtics. Murray's 5'10", actually. I think he's more that, too. Matt Hatter says that Young is going to be a great one. We'll see. I do think that he's a heck of a quarterback. That, that SEC championship game was spectacular. Hell, I thought the Auburn game was awesome as well that he played in. I thought he was great in that. Man. So how he's screwing up the, the Honey Badger deal. He's not in line for A.J., or Debo, and now we're talking here about a quarterback. And again, it just keeps rolling towards next week's draft. That's how he's getting better. The Eagles are content with the football team that they have right now. It seems to me, unless something magically happens, right? The Eagles are going to go to battle with what they have and with what this draft is going to give them. Is that good enough to win the NFC you think that's good enough to win the NFC East? Well, take your comments on that. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. We are so proud to be telling you this here, man. Now that we're going three hours too, John Morgan now, proud sponsor of the National Football Show with Big Sills here. And here is where the fee is free. That means this, okay? You, you, you don't pay a cent unless you win. That's what this is all about with Morgan & Morgan. Now, if you're hurt or you're injured on the job, Choosing a lawyer is one of the most important things that you could possibly do when it comes to making this decision. John Morgan has told me this forever. For over 25 years, John said that this is one of the most important things you can do. For the people isn't a slogan. It's what they do. It's who they are. With over $13 billion, over the last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has got that for their clients when it comes to settlements. Get that, over $13 billion with over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, Florida, New York, across the country. Morgan & Morgan's army of lawyers are ready to fight for you to get the compensation that you so need. Size, it matters. And when you go to war with Morgan & Morgan for true compensation, there's nobody bigger. The call is free. Get this, the consultation is free. 800-512-1600. That's 800 800- 512 1600 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm telling you this, man. If you get a lawyer, Morgan and Morgan, you're more apt to get three times the settlement and compensation delivered to you when you choose a lawyer. Choose Morgan and Morgan and do me a favor, tell them Big Sills sent you.
I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Football show, Detroit Big Stills. Please hit the like button. As we're off on our new journey of three hours, we appreciate everybody coming aboard. Hour number two at 4:30 Eastern Time, just like he does each and every single Monday. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia will join us. By the way, Philly 500 will join us tomorrow. I'm liking some of these guys. Okay, Lord Brunson too. Man, I thought he was great last week. So yeah, man. I mean. I love people that bring content. I really do. And that's why I talk to you guys. And, 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 and quite frankly, that's why I'm glad to be back doing this with you guys each and every single Monday through Friday now, 3 to 6 Eastern time, 
is because now I get to talk to you guys. I'm like doing my old radio show here, man. The show that people don't want to hear. Or excuse me, the show that radio companies don't want you to hear. Okay? When, I, when we talk, we don't really have that many guardrails here. That's why when I tell you something, hey, and by the way, it's really never affected my relationship with any of the massive guests that we get on the program, has it? I've been critical of every one of them. Everyone knows it's nothing personal. It's what I do. Like when I say this about Joe Girardi, dude, get it together or get fired. Get it together or get fired. Okay? I know you're a paisan. I like you too. But Hoss, let's go. Let's go. Got an MVP on that damn team. Act like it. Your pitching is going to be your demise again. So don't be rolling those guys in and out of there, your bullpen, so early on that you're going to wear these guys out by the all-star break. Dude, I'd rather lose some games in April than lose my rotation and my bullpen by the all-star game. It's been one of the things that has plagued Joe Girardi and his managing style his entire career. That's why they blew his ass out in New York. Okay? I mean, dude. You look like Joe Girardi, Yankee manager. Let's win April. Mr. May. Guy, you don't have the arms on that team to sit there and be rolling them out the way you do. Come on now. All right. I'm going to get to the Eagles haven't done anything this offseason. Maybe you think, maybe you think they have. I'll ask you here in a second. I'll get to that. I do want to say this one thing about Kyrie Irving before we move on here. Kyrie Irving's turning out to be a pretty good villain, and he's going to make me kind of tune into him. You see him shooting a bird to the um, Boston fans? Not going to go over well. He was a turd in Boston. The Boston fans hated him. You imagine if Ben Simmons did that shit in Philly? Somebody might jump out of the stands in Philadelphia. Somebody still might jump out of the fans, out of the stands in Boston. Okay? That city's not going to take that disrespect like that. But I actually like it. Look, I don't want to see a Donnie Brook. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I don't want to see the malice in the palace like we had in Detroit years ago. I don't want to see any of that fans fighting. I do not want that. I'm not promoting that at all. But I do like at least you have a rivalry. And it shows me that the NBA has some pulse to it. We're like it used to matter back in the day. You remember when the Sixers and the Celtics used to battle like that with Bird and Dr. J or Malone and Kevin McHale? Don't you remember that? Maybe some of you are too young. Don't you remember those battles, man? Guys coming down the lane and guys getting decapitated. You're not going to run the floor at the Spectrum. You're not going to run the floor at the Boston Garden. You're not. You're not rolling in the lane like that. Kyrie throwing the bird to the Boston fans. But here's the one thing I will say. The one thing I will say. 
Okay? If you're going to be a heel and you're going to be a villain, dude, don't just be a half-assed villain. Embrace the role like Floyd Mayweather did. You know, it's funny. I asked, I asked Floyd Mayweather this. I go, how come, man, it, it's important for you to be the heel? He goes, because De La Hoya is the baby face. Everybody in the country loves De La Hoya. So I'm going to be the heel. That's how Mayweather made all that money, plus his gifted skills that he had as a boxer. He, he embraced being a villain. Tyson embraced being a villain. Barry Bonds embraced being a villain. Villains are great in sports. They're just great. Kyrie kind of half-asses it. Dude, if you're going to be that, be it all the way. Just don't be it a little bit. You know what I mean? Be it and take on that role. Wear that jacket. All right. Guys, what, what would the grade be on the Eagles offseason so far? Let me write one down. Let me see where everyone goes with this thing here. Here, I'm going to give you this. What would be their grade? What would be the Eagles' grade for their offseason so far? Philly says D. Incomplete. Okay. Never thought of that one. Kevin says C. Paul says D minus. Hatter. C. Hugh F. Guys, I'm going to give him a P. Pathetic. You didn't get your quarterback better. You haven't gotten your quarterback better because you haven't gotten him any help. How can the Eagles be the only... And, and, and get this. You're going to take a crapshoot. You're going to take a crapshoot on one of these wide receivers, okay, that you have failed on since you've been the head of personnel when it comes to getting a wide receiver in the draft. Look at the guys that you're drafting. Why are we sitting here believing that you're going to find all of a sudden a 1,300-yard guy when you have a dude on your team that's capable of being a 1,300-yard guy? And you know what even makes this more pathetic? How many people believe that Devontae Smith can be a 1,300-yard receiving wide receiver and a 100-catch guy. How many people believe that? How many people believe that Devontae Smith could be a 1,300-yard wide receiver? Spa says me. Silio. <laughs> P. C for cheap. 252 says, I believe. Vaselli says, easy. He can be. Okay. So if you know you have a wide receiver that's a 1,300-yard wideout and potentially a 100-catch guy, why didn't you get him the quarterback in this offseason here that can help you get that guy that number? 
If you truly believe in your heart, because I'm going to say this to you, Devontae Smith is not going to be a thousand yard wide receiver this year in that style of offense. He's going to be another 950 guy. Cooper Cup, having a guy like Jared Goff, had 952 yards two years ago. When you have a Super Bowl arm in your huddle, you're going to get the best out of your wideouts. The Eagles don't have that. I don't care how good he gets in reading defenses. I don't care how good the O-line continues to run the ball. That wide receiver is never going to fulfill his true destiny playing for the Philadelphia Eagles as long as Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback of the team. He's never going to. So what's the point in drafting another wideout when you don't have the guy that can get him the ball? The only way that this makes sense, they take a quarterback in the first round. They take a quarterback and a wideout. If you go into the season with the same dudes, plus a wide receiver that's a rookie, how did you get better? You're under the assumption that Jalen Hurts is a star quarterback. He's not. Hugh says next year they will draft a quarterback. So you're going to waste two years, two full seasons of Devontae Smith's development because you were too arrogant not to address the quarterback position. How is that good GMing? What's the point? What is the point in drafting wideouts when you don't have the guy? You may never know what the kid's true potential would be. Jamar Chase would have the same numbers as Devontae. I'm not telling you Devontae's not a good player. Please, don't misunderstand me there. I can't wait two years. Philly, you're right. Who in their right mind wants to sit around and pay $350 a ticket so that the Eagles are going to go to their fan base? Yeah, well, you know what, man? We're building for the future. Dude, I want you to build today. I don't, the future is today. The future's not three years from now. Nobody's on a three-year plan any longer. I'm not building this team for the next head coach. If I'm Nick Sirianni, I'd start going like this, man. Maybe Doug Peterson was right. Dude, we got to get some more talented people in here. You have no talent in that offense outside of Devontae and your O-line. There is no talent. They're dudes. You got Tyrod Taylor playing quarterback and a bunch of guys who are running backs, and the rest of those wide receivers are comparable. Ah, Wait a minute. They're a tick up from Washington commander. Wide receiver uh, room. Spot says the wide receivers can't get separations. Hey, I'm Hugh. I'm just saying, what's the point in drafting another wideout when you can't develop them? And you'll never know. What's the point? Eagles have no playmakers. So I ask you, you think this football team can win the NFC East? Look, you know what the coordinators are doing now? They've broken down every single game. How many games did he play last year? 
did Jalen? 15? He missed the game, right? Then they sat his ass out in the final game, right? I think he played 15, am I right? He played 15. They've broken every one of those games down and said this, don't let him break containment, set the edges, get pressure up the middle, make him have to throw over the line. I'm saying he can't do it. I'm saying if the Eagles go in, how about this? I'm saying if the Eagles go into the 2022 season with that huddle, you'll win six games. You'll win six games. Six ball games. Tell me I'm wrong. And here's why. It's not that they can't revert back to the 2022 um, offense. They don't want to. You're not utilizing the rules of the game. They want to get beyond the 90s offense of the Eagles. They want to start elevating the play in the huddle. Bob, you're right. Tampa knew it. Todd Bowles knew he couldn't read. He can only read barely single coverage. Christopher says, but our GM is incomplete. You know what's crazy, Chris? And I keep bringing this up all the time. I say this all the time. He does everything fundamentally from the outside right. You know, now that I'm looking at the Eagles kind of like front and center, if you're like a national guy and you're watching the team from above, guys got draft picks, nice job on the cap until Xander points it out. There's still $35 million of dead money on it. Alshon Jeffries deal still there, right? You you look at how he's covered his ass and keeping guys on the roster. That There's three guys on the Philadelphia Eagle roster that if they were in New England, they'd have been cut two years ago. You've got three roster spots on your football team that you got right now with three players. The only reason they're there is because the guy drafted them, not because of their production. How do you tolerate that? If you're a player in that locker room too, you know what you're seeing? Jesus, grab me. Good to be drafted by Howie. Here, here, here's what's going around the league about your Eagle team. Well, if you're drafted by the Eagles, there's a great chance you're going to you're gonna at least play three years. There's a good chance you'll play three years because Howie's not just going to cut you, especially if you're drafted in the first three rounds. He's not. All right. Let me take a timeout. A little bit on the USFL. More on something I heard about Jalen and what he's working on with Tom Brady's guy, Tom House. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Can you have A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel potentially on the open market and the Eagles have no interest in it? How? How's that possible? This guy has no onions. Well, they gave Carson. So what? Are you afraid of making mistakes? How the hell do you expect to be great? How many times do you think Edison tried building the light bulb? Once? Twice? You know what Edison said about building the light bulb? It was like 3,000 times he failed. And you know what he said? Well, I knew 2,999 ways not to make a light bulb. That's how you look at building a team. So what if I gave a contract to a quarterback that didn't deserve it? Does that kind of pump the brakes for you not to go back in and try to find an elite quarterback for your team to make it better and sustain it this time? Howie's failure is – how about this? You know, this is a better question on that Super Bowl, and I think people need to start asking Howie Roseman this. Howie, do you think – since that Super Bowl, you over or underachieved being the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. You think he's over or underachieved? You think he's over or underachieved? That guy's underachieved in my book, big time. He's underachieved. You didn't build that team for a sustaining success. Yeah, but we won more. Bro, it's not about winning t-shirts and hats. It's about winning Super Bowls. You think the Patriots with Brady and Belichick were giving a shit whether or not they were AFC East champions? Come on, man. Tony, right? Under by a mile, man. 
under by a mile. I just don't get it, man. So you went out and you got Alshon Jeffries. The deal turned out to be a turd deal. So you're not going to do it again, go out and look for a wideout? Your team needs it. I'd rather go in the draft and go cheap and get the guy on a rookie con- So you're going to sit around and try to develop a wide receiver that your quarterback couldn't develop your first-round pick last year. God, this is maddening. I guess welcome to the Eagle world. I guess that's what this is. Some would go Sills. They made the postseason. He had a good year. Guys, I agree. Congratulations. You guys won a sixth-place medal. Maybe that's the difference, I think, between me and some folks. Because people who probably tune this on think, Sills is trashing the Eagles. No, I'm not trashing the Eagles. I'm just not expect. I'm just not accepting a sixth place finish. Seventh place. Thank you, Israel. <laughs> thank, thank you, Israel. Seventh. Thank you. I'm just not accepting that. Who wants to finish set? Who roots for seventh? Right? Who roots for seventh place? Paul goes, man, I'm expecting more. Hey, let me ask you this question. When they won that 17 Super Bowl, were you expecting them to repeat or be in the conversation over the next five years from that game? Here, did you think that the Eagles in 2022 from that Super Bowl, that's five years ago, it's almost a recruiting class in college, a little more over a recruiting class in college. Did you think that the Eagles would still be in a conversation for a Super Bowl year in and year out? That that team was going to be sustainable, O-line, right? The way they were playing? Chris says, hell no. Chalk it up sports. I thought the Eagles, because of their two lines, I thought that they were going to be in a conversation that they were going to be competitive. It, it, it systematically just started going down, 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 down until you got to the four-win season. No, because Doug lost Frank Reich and couldn't evolve. We're going to find out if that's the case. Doug's got total control, pretty much. Trent Balky is just a dude in a room with an office down in Jacksonville. Doug is going to be given complete autonomy on what's going on down there, in my opinion. So I, I, I look at that, and I think Doug's going to do very well. Okay. And I would even say this to you. Who do you think wins a playoff game first? Doug Peterson or Nick Sirianni? That'll be pretty tough because Nick's in the, um, well, Nick is in a week. AFC or NFC East and Doug's in a very tough AFC. Who wins a playoff game first? The guy with the quarterback. That's what Xander says. Yeah, you know who that is? It's Trevor Lawrence. I guarantee you this year, I'm going to make a prediction. I'll bet you anything Trevor Lawrence is in the Pro Bowl this year. Remember I said it. Trevor Lawrence is in the Pro Bowl this year. Too good not to be. Too good of a prospect. Wants to be great. He's got a coach that's believing in him. I'll bet you anything that that guy has that guy in the Pro Bowl. 
Bet you anything. Sills, great job getting the middle through that. Hey, thank you, Joey. Had a lot of fun doing it. Oh, my God, man. It's really great, too. Um, Sports talk, man. Those guys are going to kill it. We really appreciate it. Congrats, Sills, on the contract extension. Thank you very much. Yeah, you know, hey, we know, you, know, you know what's great, Chris, is that people in radio were trying to throw dirt on me, and I was able to um, kind of like, you know, dust the dirt off, stand up a little bit, and start climbing back up that mountain again, right? Start climbing back up that mountain. Okay, I got to hit on this. The Washington Commanders are bringing in a rookie that I think I would love to see on the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is working out with Tom House. I told you this about two weeks ago. Something that he's working on that Tom House told me on a text that he really loves what he's seeing with Jalen. Also want to talk a little bit more about the USFL gigantic weekend. 3.5 million people tuned into that Saturday game, and the ratings were spectacular, even beating some of the NBA games, which is incredible. First weekend, the number will probably go down to second week. There's a game tonight, I believe. It's Bandits. And Maulers, I'll be watching that as well. Gary Cobb's going to join us in hour number two at 4.30 Eastern time. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. National Football Show with your boy Big Sales. Andrew goes, congrats on the new show and new contract. Wow. Just like Howie. Yeah, but you like coming here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't know if you're going to like going to the link <laughs> this year. Especially with your football team not doing shit, man. Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. Sales, we'd love for you to have Gate City Sports on. He has an extensive knowledge of the game at the amateur level. Love what you do, bro. So, like, are you like, hey, Jeremiah, are you his publicist? Okay, like, hey, get with get with my guy, Xander, and we'll see if we can work through things. And what are those tools in Hollywood say? Yeah, you know, you get with my people, we'll get with your people, and we'll see if we can work it all out, right? I mean, yeah, it's always still yes or no. I don't know. I, I know this one time I wanted to get a guy on anytime Xander sends me a soundbite. I'll never put the guy on ever. He sends me a soundbite to listen to the guy. And I went, no, that's okay. I'm not listening. <laughs> Israel. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No, no, no. We're not working at. <laughs> yeah. he, he, hey, We'll get, watch this, Jeremiah, we'll get back to you. <laughs> we will get back to you. Yes, we have extended the show. Extra hour here. This is hour number two, hour three. We're really looking forward to this too, especially as we're getting into draft time now. We're getting ready to go into training camps, college football. Plus, you know this too, man. I talk pretty much anything I need to talk about. Real quick here, before I reset here. So the USFL was a pretty cool little start for many of those kids that are going to get an, I'm, I'm a big fan. Okay. I'm a big fan of opportunity for everyone. The USFL, the XFL world league, the old AFL back in the day, these were all the opportunities for players that the NFL maybe missed on like Kurt Warner. Okay. Guys like that. So I thought it was a great opportunity. I think Colin Kaepernick missed a wonderful opportunity. You had three and a half million people watching that Saturday game. Instead of going on your Instagram or your Twitter page and calling everybody a racist for not having you try out for teams or calling the NFL owners slave owners, making money on the race-baiting industry now that's been created by our media. You don't really want to play football. God, this is so great to say this stuff. I could never say this on the radio. Thank you, God. That guy doesn't want to play radio. He wants to race-bait you. Jamel Hill, all those people would rather race-bait you call you a racist instead of truly guys wanting an opportunity to play. 
if you really wanted something bad enough, wouldn't you play in any league? I play in the North Pole. If you gave me an opportunity to play football, I played in four different leagues. And you know what? It wasn't about getting back to the NFL. I played in four leagues because I love the game. I love the game of football. What it teaches you what it is. I didn't do it. Hey, could this be a springboard here? I did it because I love the game. I played seven years of professional football. I'm an alumni in Canadian football, the National Football League. I was drafted very high. Okay. Played in um, Arena, World League. I would have played in any league there was just so I could play football and have a chance to put my shoulder pads on and my helmet again and put a mouthpiece in my mouth. Kaepernick would rather call you a racist and then say, I'm being excluded from having a chance of playing in the NFL. Why should I give a guy an opportunity to play in a National Football League that calls the league that he's trying to get a chance with racist? Doesn't that contradict his beliefs? That's why the XFL or the USFL would have been an absolutely great avenue for him to go and have an opportunity to play. Oh, I see. He'd rather sit back, have Nike behind him, and have the race-baiting community behind him calling the NFL out and calling the NFL. The NFL doesn't care anymore. You know that by now. The NFL looks at Colin Kaepernick and laughs at him. They gave him $20 million of FU money, told him to go away, and you can continue to say all the things you want. The National Football League looks at you as a joke now. You're a running joke. Okay? You're a running joke. You, you had a chance. But Colin Kaepernick would rather call everybody in the league a racist. Oh, it's racist that I don't have a chance. What, what rock are you under? There's many things in this country that aren't fair. You're a woman. It's not fair. You're a black woman. It's not fair. You're a minority. That's poor. Not fair. You're a poor person. Not fair. Welcome to capitalism. Welcome to America. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy how, you, how people look at this. You know what's funny? You know, everybody, I, I, I read something the other day where somebody was telling me that how much of a priority it is for the Biden administration when it comes to transgender. And I'm doing this because of sports and the Penn swimmer and all this. You know, people were under the impression that 30% of the people in this country are transgender. Do you know less than 1% are? Why is it such a big deal? I don't get it. Is that really a platform you want to dive off on? Less than 1% of our country? To sacrifice other people's rights? and trample other women's rights. My daughter plays rugby. I don't want to see her playing against a dude. But see, our country, so like, we're, we're so worried about like the 1% people that don't really impact our country. And by the way, let me reel that in a little bit. I think everybody should be treated fairly, no matter who you are, 1%, 100%. But don't call yourself a woman when you're not. Just, just really. I mean, come on, man. That dude that won that swimming championship is a farce. 
You crazy? Kaepernick. Hey, what's this? So, you know, did Colin Kaepernick get hosed by not getting an opportunity to play in the NFL? Yeah, probably. But NFL owners and NFL coaches, black or white, don't want that shit in their locker room. They don't want Tim Tebow in their locker room. They don't want noise. They don't like noise. Someone goes like this, Sills, what about Michael Sam? He's the only Southeastern Conference Defensive Player of the Year never to make it in the NFL. Because you know why? It's not because he's gay. It's because you made a big thing out of it being gay. Nobody cares about your sexuality or your religion. Not in those locker rooms. Nobody cares. Get over yourself, man. Honestly, this is about treating everybody fairly. That's the greatest thing about a locker room, guys. It's the greatest thing about a locker room. Nobody gives a shit about any of that. You could say anything you want. It's probably why I've been in trouble. It's because I thought society was kind of, you know, they always used to tell me it was a microcosm. It's not a microcosm. There's so many snowflakes in the world that can't take the truth, can't take that shit. Yeah, right? Maniac, people sue. I don't, I don't care what your religion is. And don't tell me either. I don't want to know. I don't care what your sexuality is. I don't care. I don't want to know. Just be a good person. I think that's all we're looking at in people, right? Just, just be a good person. It's all I'm asking folks to be. Just good folks, man. All right. I, I started the first hour. I'll get into it again in the second hour. But once again, A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel are out there and the Eagles have no interest. I don't know what the hell's going on. I have no idea why this football team is under some notion. Guys, so do you think if you have – okay. If you put two Devontae Smiths on your team and your quarterback can't find both guys, what's the point? Why should – the as – do you guys agree with me on this point here? As long as Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback, the Eagles should not draft a wide out. Do you agree? If he's the quarterback, you should not draft a wide receiver. Why? Smile says yes. Israel says no. Israel, I ask you, though, if he can only read single coverage, how's he going to find a second Devontae Smith on the team? Jeremiah says, disagree. He can't find how many times in that game. And, and, and you know how people are going like this? He's going to get better at reading defenses. You understand that he played 15, 16 ball games, counting the playoff game. And just a few months ago, Troy Aikman was doing this. What was it, guys? What month was that playoff game played? December? Was that playoff game? No, that playoff game was played in January, right? Okay, January, February, March. Here we are in April. So you think Jalen Hurts got better reading a defense in three months, 12 weeks. 
He's gotten better. Three months, Troy Aikman was screaming in the playoff game. Dude, you got to throw it over there. Dude, you got to throw it over there. Dude, you got to throw it over there. Got to throw it. How many times did Troy say that in that playoff game against the Buccaneers? 30? Shit, man, Seth Joyner was on Twitter, and Seth was going like this. Dude, throw the ball over there. Even a five-yard screen pass. So what would be the point in drafting another wideout if the guy could barely find one? What, what, what's the point? You think Jalen's going to get better in three months? Andrew says, I agree. He is bad at reading defenses. Andrew, this is why he was pulled at Alabama. But are the Eagles giving him this year to prove he has improved? But how can that be if they're not giving him Anything other than Zach Pascal. Chris, thank you. Jalen is working on this with Tom House. I text Tom. In case you guys don't know him, maybe, uh, so I know some of you, I've told you this. Tom House is the guy that caught the Henry Aaron home run 715 the night Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's record. He was a pitcher for the Braves. And now he's a, like a big quarterback working on arm strength pitchers and quarterbacks he kind of like transformed his business from just being uh pitchers and teaching pitchers how to throw the baseball to quarterbacks throwing and going through progressions and reading defenses and working on the whole mechanics of being a quarterback and Jalen's been working with him and Tom says he believes he is getting better the problem is going to be the same thing I say Tom House says this if you don't have the skill set guys with him, because know this, when Tom Brady worked out with Tom House, who were his wide receivers working out with him? Amendola and Edelman. Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith and Zach Paschal are not in Southern California working with him. Those guys were working together for years. Then they would go up to Wyoming. And Brady would get a cabin up at the Bartolo's place. And they would sit up there for a week and they would have their own quarterback school. How many times did you see Brady posting pictures with Edelman and Amadola? And those guys were just throwing the ball on their own time, on their own nickel. It's not against the rules in the NFL to get together with two other guys. And those guys, Gronky would go up and show up. Philliopolis says, Eagles are not getting no damn Kyler Murray. Well, you would pray that you need to get Kyler Murray because as long as Jalen Hurts is on your football team, you'll never be a prolific passing team, ever. You'll never be a 4,500-yard passing offense, even with 17 games. Not happening. Not happening. Not happening. He's not a – if you can't start at Emma, you can start at Philadelphia? So wait a minute. The quarterback room at Alabama is tougher to make 
than the quarterback room in Philly. Interesting. 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 Who's the last guy that you remember that came out of college? Wait. I stand corrected. Joe Burrow. Ohio State told Joe Burrow that Dwayne Haskins and uh, the kid coming in, Justin Fields, was better than Joe Burrow. Okay. He was. That's why he transferred to LSU. Okay. GT says, stop saying that, Sills. Dude, you're never going to be a – you really see a 45 – how about this? You see a ceiling with Jalen Hurts being a 4,500-yard passing quarterback. Do you really see that? You really see that? Okay. I, 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 I do not see that. All right, we're going to take a timeout. Gary Cobb's going to join us. And we're going to talk to Gary with all these players that potentially become available here. A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin. He's out there too. I doubt that they'll ever trade inside a division for a wide receiver from one team to another. It's not going to happen, so I get it. But A.J. Brown and Debo are out there. Why aren't the Eagles right at the front door knocking on John Lynch or talking with Mike Vrabel? about making a deal to get A.J. Brown over to Philadelphia. Okay. Hit the like button. We'll talk to our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philly. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Welcome back. National Football Show, Big Sales, Gary Cloud, Fox 29, right around the corner. Philliopolis, let me tell you something. You'll never win the NFC East with Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback, ever. Devontae Smith will never fulfill his prophecy of being a star player in Philadelphia. Someone tells me that he broke the rookie record for Philadelphia receivers with 900 and some yards. So, 900 yards in today's NFL, is 60 yards a game. Wow. Some impact. 60 yards a game. Dude, that's average. Getting 1,000 yards in the NFL today is 60 yards a game. You're going to pay a guy $18 million? Hey, I'll play, uh, I'll take, I'll pay the kid Pollard $855,000. I'm not going to pay Ezekiel Elliott $18 million to get the same numbers. I'm just not. Not going to happen here. Man, we're a week out from the NFL draft. And I'll tell you something. I look at the Philadelphia Eagles offseason so far, and I'm going to give it a C-. minus. I don't think the team got better. I think they improved the bottom end of their roster, which you have to. But there's no way that they've improved the huddle when it comes to skilled guys. And they're going to go back into the draft. And I'm going to ask Gary Cobb from Fox 29. And Gary joins us now here on the National Football Show. Gary, get this, man. A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel. And I get Terry McLaurin from Washington will probably not be in the conversation if there was a potential for the Eagles to look at a big-time wide receiver. You're not going to trade inside the division. So I'm just going to leave it with A.J. and with Debo. These are two guys that have said now they're not going to show up to OTAs or minicamps and that they're not going to show up to these facilities unless they get a new contract. They saw what Tariq Hill got, and they see what Stefan Diggs got. If you're if you're Howie, wouldn't you think that standing in line either with the 49ers or with Mike Vrabel and the Titans, that this would be something that you would stand in there and in line for? These guys could transform your huddle if you're if you're Howie Roseman. Why isn't he doing this? I, I have no idea. I mean, uh, I, I thought he would be more aggressive. Clearly, you know, they're, you know, I, I see they probably have a time clock in their head. And the whole thing points at Jalen. Do they feel they could win something this year? I, and so I, I don't know if they're interested in, um, and maybe he's thinking this, and, and also he got his contract. I mean, you got other people getting contracts and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, how we got, you know, three-year deal. So that three-year deal, I think, has, has affects his thinking. Because cause now 
he says, look, I'm going to be here. So I don't know if he, if, if that might be one of the reasons now where he's not going to be as aggressive that he says, look, I'm going to be here three years. Uh, I wouldn't have a, of a problem if we're looking at next year is when we're going to, we're going to go all the way in. And, and maybe that's part of the reason he's not being as aggressive because, you know, clearly when somebody opens up, when a, when an opportunity opens up, usually he's going to be doing something, even if he's not doing it out in front of everybody. How about this, Gary? You know, I get people over here in the chat and talking to me about being a hater on Jalen. I'm not a hater on Jalen. I just think Jalen's limited. I don't see a 4,500-yard passer. And to me, if you're comfortable finishing seventh in the NFC, well, then Jalen's your guy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's certain people are going like this. I don't see Jalen Hurts, a 4,500-yard passer, and winning the NFC with that style that they want. Now, look, Gary, if they go back to the 2022 style where they're going to run the ball and there's going to be 38 carries and he's going to have 25 carry, or 25 throws and they want that style, there may be an opportunity. But they're contradicting themselves when they talk publicly saying, we want a prolific passer. He ain't that guy. I mean, he hasn't proven he can be that guy yet. I mean, that's just flat out. I mean, and all you got to do is look at the Tampa Bay game. When it's all on the line, kid, he's not recognizing the coverage. And, you know, can he make the throws? He hasn't proven he can make the throws consistently. So you got to be able to be – you got to be accurate. I, you know, I might even say accuracy might be the number one thing throwing the ball when it comes to physically throwing the ball because you got to be accurate. You got you to be able to put it in there. I probably would say that might be his weakest part of his game is that sometimes he just misses the guy, you know, it's not even close. And you got to be consistent. You got to be doing it, be able to do it week in and week out where you put it there. You put it there again and again. And that's the marquee quarterbacks. Those are those special quarterbacks who can put it in there every time. And, you know, that's what the NFL is now because if you do have that, because of the rules, with the way that they have the rules with the wide receivers and the rules with the with, with hitting the quarterback and things, it's it's hard for a, a defense to really totally stop you. They they really can't. You got to kind of stop yourself because you got an accurate passer like that. He's he's gonna he's gonna throw for 200, 300 yards. I mean, nearly every game. How yeah. about this, Gary? So the playoff game was in January. And you and I and Seth Joyner and everybody, Troy Aikman, were saying, throw the damn ball outside. He's wide open. Throw the yeah. ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Yeah. First part of the question, you think you can really improve your reading of a defense in three months? Not to the extent I think he's, he's going to need, you know, I, I think he's, you're looking at, I think he's long-term to me. That's what I see with Jalen. He is going to get better gradually, but is it going to be overnight? It's not going to be overnight. You usually don't do those things overnight, you know, where somebody just they 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 weren't good in that area and now it's just a feel because you gotta have a such a feel for the game. Now the kid in Alabama right now, kids Bryce still, Young. Bryce Young sees the field like a pro quarterback. He see he sees everything. I mean, the kids just got great vision. He's got that. And that's why people are lining up because these quarterbacks coming out. This next draft, you know, they got some guys that you're really confident you can put in there and say, okay, we're building our team around this kid right now. 
We're going Tyler to Van Dyke at Miami would be another kid. The kid's yep. six, four and a half. I watched the spring game, and I thought that he played exceptional. Well, okay, okay. well, all that being said, then, you and I are talking about accuracy issues and also about reading defenses. Gary, what would be the point of the Eagles drafting a guy? You, you just drafted a first-round wide receiver, and he struggled getting the ball to him. So yeah. say I have two Devontae Smiths. Yeah. He can't find the first one. Yeah, what's I know, the but that, I think of, that's the I, point of going out and getting another one when you can't find the one. And you know this, these yeah. coordinators yeah. are now going to do this. They're going to set the edge. Yeah. They're going to bull rush up the middle and yep. they're going to make him throw over the offensive line. And I think this is going to be a struggle for him this year. Well, I tell you, no, I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and they grab another one of the wide receivers, though. And, and knowing the way they think, there's only certain positions they're going to get in that first round. They're not going to get an offensive lineman. I don't think they're going to get it. I don't think they're going to get one of the tackles or anything. So I think they're out. Pass rusher, wide receiver. I don't know that they're, they're you know, maybe they grab that linebacker, but they haven't done that yet. So I would say wide receiver, pass rusher, edge rusher. It's really rich when you look at uh, the wide receivers they have now. I don't know if they would go after Jameson Williams because, you know, he's hurt. He's he's that type of talent. But Olave and then the other kid from Ohio State. What's his name? Garrett. Yes. Uh, the first name is Garrett. But he, he he's the kid. You know, one of those kids, I um I could see him getting a wide out. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I could see him getting a wide out. Uh, the... Either that or he's going to get one of those edge rushers. They they need an edge rusher. I mean, they need a pass rusher. You know, they they, they got um, Reddick, but I think they would like to get a young kid. That's something I think. So the wideouts or a pass rusher, somebody that affects the passing game, that is the way they see it. That's the way they believe the game is played. I, you know, I got to kind of agree with them. You know, if you want to win, you got to be able to throw the ball. You got to be able to shut down the other team's passing game. You need a pass rusher. And the other position is cornerback. So all those guys now, I look at some of these kids, I would not be surprised at a cornerback they, because they need one because they really don't have anybody over there that's really a shut down guy. And, you you know, you got an outstanding corner on one side, but, you know, they lost the kid Steven Nelson is leaving anyway, but. Uh, you got the kid from um, Cincinnati, this yeah. is Ahmad Gardner, uh, Marcus Jones, kid from Houston, Andrew Booth from Clemson. You know, I don't know which one they like the most. The but kid I Trent McDuffie from Washington. I can see a corner being a guy. That, so it's good. Wide receiver, corner, or pass outside pass rusher. That's what you're going to have. Edge Gary, why? What, what those positions. Why, why, why the hesitance to really affect the linebacking core? Why, what would, what would a good they, linebacker be? And, and, and educate me on it, please, because well, you've been around this organization yeah. for decades now. What, what's the hesitancy at well, the linebacker position? They just feel that the guys that are up front affect the game more. But I, I think they're mistaken, though, at that linebacker position when you've got a marquee guy that can run. You know, you got a guy with the speed, but you got to have, you know, these elite players. I mean, but you see other teams, they got the elite player. You got a guy that can run. 
he's running up, you know, four, 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 three wide, a, a running back, you know, I, I mean, not a run back, but a linebacker who can run with running backs, who can run with tight ends and even run with wide receivers at times. But you need a guy like that is a great cover guy. He's got to be a tackling machine. He's the number one pick. He's that important. You got to have, because if you don't have a guy like that, that guy is a target. They're, they're going to beat him to, to death. That's why the linebackers they had, they can't cover. They can't cover the marquee uh, players. Would you trade so, up, Gary, to go get Stingley? Would I trade up? I mean, depends on what the trade is going to be for. Now, I could see that happening because they trade one of those later picks. They're not going to trade that other first-round pick. No. But some of the later picks, because they got so many. What, they got 10 picks? Yeah. They, they could trade some of those other picks and move up. So I could see that. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised that happens in the first round. They see somebody that, let's say, is not going to go past 10. He's not going to be there. They go up, they get him, because they do have the picks to do that. But so they, if, Gardner, if Gardner or Stingley are, say, around nine. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. If you if you got to give up a couple of picks, you need a marquee guy. So if you have a special corner, a guy who's going to come in and he's that guy, you go up and get him. I, I think they're going to do that. I think that's why they went after the extra picks. See, they got so many picks. They can be aggressive in this draft. And then, of course, you know, they're set up to be ag aggressive next year. You know, uh, probably, but they'll be looking at that quarterback position Next year, depending on what Jalen does. And right now, you know, they're going to be looking there. So do you, do, Gary, with the contract extension of you, you said something very interesting that I hadn't thought about. Do you think Jeffrey Lurie went to Howie Roseman and said, you're going to get a three-year contract extension. You don't have to build the Super Bowl team in one year. You think the private conversation is this, you're going to get a chance to build this team back up again and build it into a Super Bowl. And that may be at the demise of Jalen Hurts or even maybe Nick Sirianni. Yeah. That may be at the, you know, at, at those guys' failures. But the relationship between the general manager, going back to Joe Banner, yeah. and how he has built these teams since 1995, since he's owned the team, the way I look at it, yeah. he really leans on these GMs a lot here. And do you think, because of what you said, because you said he probably believes now he's got the latitude and the time now to build this thing back up. You think the GM and the owner have had that conversation where he's getting, he's been guaranteed the opportunity to build this team back up? I think no doubt. I think that's the reason that deal was done. Look at the timing when it was done. Yeah, no question. Okay? There is no doubt. And I think that Jeffrey Laurie knows the game. He knows, hey, look, I want you looking at the long term. So he works out that deal there. And they might have talked about it previously where, you know, Howie was honest with him, say, hey, hey, I, I need to be looking at the at the big picture here, with especially with the quarterback situation, where I don't I don't see the guy in this draft. So, you know, give me a few more years so I can I can make the right move for this club. It's gonna be in the best interest of the team. And I really think it is in the best interest of the team that they made the deal, give Howie a couple more years because they can't just look at it as a one-year thing. It's it's longer than that. And so right now, I really don't honestly think that they really feel they have the quarterback there. That's why I think was part of the giving them that deal too because they want to get that quarterback put into place. You know, Gary, I, I look at that 17 Super Bowl now, and I mentioned this in the last hour. 
I was like, you know, I mean, to me, I'm not calling it a one-year wonder, but this team was not built for sustaining success. That's four right. years later, Gary, they won four ball games after winning the Super Bowl, yeah. so it wasn't built for long-term long-term success. I think you're onto something, man. I think what he went to him and said, let's build this thing up here, not yeah. get rid of the draft choices. You know, I was going to ask you about Kyler Murray and the potential of the Eagles. Why would they do that now when the general manager, like you said, if he's going to do anything, he's going to go into the draft next year and or the, maybe even later round, second round or third round this year with a quarterback on a rookie contract so that he can continue to build the team up from the 53rd guy up. So I think you're, I think you've hit it here that that's why there's been no rush in free agency. Yeah. I, I think that they really have, they, they're, they're, they're going to not be as aggressive. I think they're thinking, you know, two, three year deal. They're thinking they got, you know, a team they can build uh, and, and they, they're going to look at the cornerback position, the, the pass rushers, Offensively, they look at the wide receiver position, uh, throwing the ball, but they know they need the quarterback. And I don't really think, I mean, there's nothing against Jalen. You know, you know, I've happened to say a million times I like the kid and everything, but I don't think they think he's the answer right now. They don't think he's the answer. So that's why that was part of the reason that deal was done with Howie. And I think that's the way they're looking at it. But you can believe that they're going to try to do something cornerback, you know, at the, the, the edge rushers. You know, uh, I, I don't – I mean, the kid Davis, he's a monster, that kid from Georgia. Jordan Davis. He's not going to be there, though. That, I mean, a kid running yeah, that but fast. Yeah, one of them Georgia big. kids – one of them – you know what? You know what's crazy, Gary? Yeah. This, this is like your old Southern Cal teams. Yeah. I don't think you're going to go wrong with one of them guys coming off them old Southern Cal teams. No, that's right. I mean, and, and they have – they had something down there with Georgia. They played at a, at a level. So, you are getting something. You get one of those kids. But that kid Jordan – Davis is like from another planet, man. I, you know, kid that big 340 running a, what, a 478? They got it. Man, there's no way. You, you're not going to find people like that. So he's going to be off probably top five. He's gone. So he's Gary, not did you there. did you play with Charles White and Marcus Allen? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Those yeah. were your running backs? Those were the running backs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 had we had a lot of guys. I mean, Munoz was on the team. Come on, think about, you know, the people you had. You know, hey, uh, wait a minute, wait. I told Anthony this. He missed the. Get this, folks. Yeah, Anthony Munoz missed his entire year. He plays in the Rose Bowl. I think he's the third pick in the draft, and he goes out and plays fourteen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, he was he was he was a special player. You know, uh, when he came in, you could see he, the kid was special. I mean, as big as he was. Was like some of the kids now where you can move, where you can move. I mean, you got a guy moving like that because he was the third baseman on the baseball team. Was man. Batman with you? Uh, no, Batman had left. Batman had gone, so he yeah. had just been out of there. But, but you know that element, the the competitiveness and everything. Um, that's what was there, man. It, you know, you had to compete to get on the just to get on the field. Gary, you know what? You guys, you and Pitt, were us at University of Miami. Yeah, you were you were before everyone was like, oh, Miami's got all this. I was like, yeah. man, yeah. you see that old line with Brad Buddy and yeah. Munoz and Don Mosbar. That's right. And all them dudes. <laughs> Charles White. And That's right. Marcus well, and, and, Allen. And, and, and one of the, I mean, Bruce Matthews, this son of a gun. I, I think he might have been a pro bowler maybe 
almost 15 years, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, just so wait a minute. Bruce Matthews and Munoz are on that old line, too. That's right. And Mosbar. That's right. All right, man. Let me. Well, I got well, a couple. That, that's why Charles White was running for what? Uh, Two grand. <laughs> yeah, man. You guys were just dynamite, man. No question about it there. Yep. You know, you, here, let me ask you these two last questions here. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Jalen Hurts gets a second contract in Philly? Really, if I put if I were putting my money on it, yeah, no, I would say no. I can't I, I can't see him I can't see it right now because you, the, the jump you're asking him to make, and clearly if if he doesn't make the jump, he's not going to get the money. I mean, he's, they can't they can't throw that kind of money out. You there. think he's a forty five hundred yard passer? I don't see that right now. I don't see that. No, I don't see that. You think and, Dak Prescott gets a second contract? I mean, I, you know, Prescott, I mean, he's he doesn't it impress me as much as, you know, a lot of people hype about him, you know. I don't see it with him. But with, with Jalen, you know, I think one day he, he's going to be a marquee guy, but I think that might be five, six years from now, you know. I think he's going to get better and better and better because he, he's a worker. So, But I, I don't see that they're going to just, turn, flip, you know, one year he's going to make that big of a jump. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it. And the thing about it is, I think those guys over there, at, over there at South Philly, they don't believe he is either. Because if they did, there'd be players around them. That's right. Well, right now they would have gone after it if they thought they had the guy at that position. They would have been going after it, but they don't believe it. So right now, what they're doing is they're saying, "Look, let's get young kids. We don't mind getting young kids because we don't think we have all the pieces right now anyway. And so we're just going to try to, you know." Add to a cornerback, a wide receiver, get a marquee guy that when the guy does, we have that quarterback in here, then we're going to be ready to go. And, and I think that's what they're thinking. I think, you're, I think you hit it, man. I, I, I think that contract extension that's right. should have told us all we needed to know about where they're going over the next three years. Yep. I think Absolutely. That, that Gary, I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you all so right. much. Hey, have a good one. You bet. Gary Cobb, Fox 29. I want to hit on that. The contract extension is why Jalen Hurts will not get a second contract in Philadelphia. It makes sense now. Completely makes sense. How he's been given time now at the expense of maybe even Nick Sirianni. We'll get to that here in a minute, but Morgan and Morgan, proud sponsors of the National Football Show with your boy Big Sales here. And I love this line. The fee is free. You know what that means? They don't get paid unless you do when it comes to your compensation. If you get hurt on the job or you get injured on the job, finding a lawyer, like John Morgan tells me all the time, one of the hardest things and one of the most important things that you could possibly do is finding that lawyer. For the people, it's not a slogan. It's who they are. It's what they do. And they fight for every single one of their clients making sure you get the proper compensation that you need. Over $13 billion over 30 years have been paid out to all of their clients when it comes to fair compensation. That's what Morgan & Morgan does. Over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, Florida, New York, and across the country. Morgan & Morgan and their army of lawyers are ready to fight for you to get the compensation that you so deserve. Size matters, man. And when you go to battle with Morgan & Morgan, they are number one when it comes to size and making sure that they can do the fight 
and finish the fight for you. The call is free. The comp- the consultation is free. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I promise you this, finding a lawyer always results in this three times the return when it comes to your compensation and finding a lawyer and make sure you do it at Morgan and Morgan. And also make sure you tell them Big Sills sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people.com. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. On the field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. The following is a real testimonial from the father of a young injured victim. I didn't think she was going to make it. Major Perry's daughter was the victim of a horrific accident caused by someone else's negligence. If you don't find the right counselor, law firm that you're looking for, you will get lost in the wilderness. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm at 215-458-2222 and find out why they say, we got this. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. National Football Show, your boy, Big Show. Please hit the like button. 
Now I know why we're not going anywhere this year. The owner of the Philadelphia Eagles has given Howie Roseman a three-year plan to get this team back being a successful team and not like it was built in 17. If you're the owner of the Eagles and you're looking on how that team was constructed, you're disappointed that today we're in the position we're in because it wasn't built for longevity. Howie says, let's do it right this time. Let's get the draft choices we need. Let's get under the cap. It's making sense now. Gary Cobb is right. Guys, you're not going to be a contender for a Super Bowl till 2026. And that's if you hit on your draft picks. 2026. That's not a Super Bowl contending team. If your football team was in the AFC, you'd win four games. Here, am I right? How many, how many, how many wins do you think if this team was in the AFC West? If the Eagles were in the AFC West, how many wins do you think they'd have? How many wins? How many? Four? Five? Three? Two and 15. Smart people. 12 wins. Yeah. Over three years. I want to do something too, and I want to make sure something that everyone knows. Guys, I'm not hating on anybody, but I don't want to be the seventh place team in the NFC. That's what this is. Don't you? Or do you want to go like this? Or do you want to go like this? Hey, I'm okay with the way we're building the football team here. It's okay. Everything's all right. No problem. As long as we show up and win the majority of our games, I'm okay. Xander tells me there's a percentage of the fan base that actually believes that. Hey, you know, let's give Jalen... I don't want to give anybody a try. This is not kindergarten. This is the NFL. You're not supposed to have training wheels when you come into the NFL as a coach or as a player. You're supposed to be ready to go and play and win. I don't want to hear, well, you know, let's give Jalen another year. Dude, give Jalen another year. I don't need to see another year with Joe Burrow. I only needed to see five games, and I knew that guy was a caller. Hey, I watched Justin Herbert. I watched the first half of the of the Chargers and Chiefs game. I said, that kid's good. Don't let your eyeball test fail you. Big Chris goes playoffs every year. Congratulations to you. Commemorative, I participated in the postseason. Then you get your ass waxed and you go home and you're bitching about your quarterback and you're wondering why you're not contending again. Hey, that 17th Super Bowl carries a lot of autonomy with some Eagle fans, I guess. That sucks. Can you imagine if Nick Saban did this? Man, it's great to win that national title at LSU. I'm now a national champion coach. Great. What about those other five titles he won at Alabama? 
What about those other ones, man, that he won there? He'd never have those if he believed like that. Well, you know, we got a Super Bowl in 17 and, you know, we'll strip it down a bit and then we'll get back into the room again maybe in five years, get back into conversation. Who? Why root for your team if you're doing that? Why do that? Hey, and, 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 and know this. Watch this. Guys, hey, guys, stop comparing Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. My God. <laughs> Who's next, Tom Brady? What are you going to do? Compare Tom Brady to uh, Jalen Hurts? Jesus, criminy. Or Jalen Hurts to Lamar Jackson? Really? Right, okay. Know this. This is not a rip. Nobody is here. What's wrong with saying this? I don't think Jalen Hurts can win a Super Bowl. Okay. We've not asked that question. Do you think Jalen Hurts can win a Super Bowl? You think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback? You think he's a – how about this? You think he's as talented as Nick Foles? You think he's as talented as Nick? Israel says, Seals doesn't like the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles finishing seventh place. You're right. No. No. Yes, you do. Nick Foles Drew is right there, a better passer. Jalen may be a more complete, like, old leader guy, all that, but he doesn't have the skill that Nick Foles has. Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a damn good passer. The rest of the shit gets in his way. Tony says, Big Sills, you speak the truth. That's why the majority of us are here. Thank you. Tony, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying... Tony, I, I I like winning championships. I don't like winning T-shirts and hats. I guess that's probably the difference. Okay. I I, I like winning championships. Israel says I trust the process. What what process? Israel, you went from winning a Super Bowl to a four-win team. What process? And now we're going into the third year talking about the Eagle quarterback situation. It's three years. Hurts his last year, or excuse me, Wentz his last year, Jalen's first year, and now here we go again. This is three years we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagle quarterback position. Even Gary Cobb is saying the same thing. That guy's not a 45. Here's Tops. Here's Tops. 3,500, 600 rushing. That's not going to cut it. Hell, that wouldn't cut it in Alabama. If Jalen Hurts throws for 3,500 yards and has 600 yards rushing, Nick Saban would pull him.
Drew, man, I'd love to see. Dude, it was the greatest party. Howie Vision. Drew, it was the greatest like parade I've ever seen in my life. Beers were flowing. Dude, that was a great celebration for the Eagles. That was one of the best I've ever seen, man. Holy cow, was that great. For a city that's so starving. You know, when Chicago, they had the Cubs win the World Series, right? Boston, think about this in my lifetime. In my lifetime, I never thought I would see these three things happen. The Cubs win a World Series, the Red Sox win a World Series, and the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Tommy McDonald, the 1960 man, was a mantra that was in the city of brotherly love my entire life. Okay? Talking to Concrete back in the day when he was still upright. We'll get a championship here sooner or later, kid. I'm like, you went to UPenn? He's like, yeah. I go, wait a minute. Ben and Eric went to University of Pennsylvania? You're kidding me. This guy's an Ivy League guy? Played center too, son. I was like, okay. I used to get Chuck on the show back in the day when I was in Tampa. It's crazy good, man. All right, we're going to reset. Please hit the like button. Again, I think Gary Cobb was on to something. Plus, we'll reset some of the stuff we had in the first hour of the program. Some wide receivers are out there and the Eagles are not in line. I think I understand now after Gary Cobb came on. I think it all makes sense now. Hit that like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Appreciate you coming aboard. So my daughter, some of you were with me last week. Uh, she made it all the way to the West Regional Finals against BYU, and it was played on Saturday. They were beat pretty handily by a very powerful BYU team who will probably win the national championship in rugby. And we were talking, and she goes, Dad, we really had a great year. And I said, Danielle, last year you guys were 48th. Now you're third in the country. I mean, it's a, it's a giant leap. She's like, shit, dad, we got beat. I want to win it, man. I was like, God, that's so great to hear. Participation trophies and ribbons are for losers. I don't want to show up and put a good effort in thanking me for not robbing a bank. Who does that? So you don't mind going to Lincoln Financial, putting $375 on the table, going, nice try, guys. Really? Well, if you have any of that disposable income, you can Venmo at me anytime. Okay? Ah, you know, I'm just looking for a good effort. You're just trashing the Eagles and trashing Jim. No, I want them to win. I want them to win a title, don't you? My daughter was like, she's like, Dad, I want, a, I want a championship ring. I want a national championship ring like you got back there. I said, I want you to have it, and I think you're going to get it. She's like this. She goes, this BYU team. I go, Didi, you guys are all freshmen and sophomore. That BYU team's graduating 90% of their team. You should want to play those guys every day. I want their ass. I don't want to beat. Some tomato can. I want to beat them for the title, and I want to beat them. You should always want them. I would think about BYU for the next. My daughter's going into her junior year. And by the way, this is how, and when I talk about a team like the Patriots or the Bucks or the Eagles, I'm talking about winning championships. And sometimes guys get left behind in translation when you're trying to build a title team. It's no shade. Don't fall in love with your players. Fall in like with them. Okay? Fall in love with them when they're retired. That's right, nuts. Beat the best. Do, do, do you know how great it was back in the day when I played against Florida and Florida State and those teams had no losses coming into our barn and we're going up to their places like the Swamp or Doe Campbell? Do you know how cool it was playing a 10 and 0 FSU team? Dun 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 And we're standing out there in the middle going, bring it, bitches. We're ready. Or going to the swamp and beating their ass, ending a 27-game winning streak at home. I want their ass. 
Winning a national championship is great. Beating Florida, Florida State, don't want to lose those games. Hey, watch this. It'd be like Alabama winning a national title but losing to Auburn. That year would be considered a failure year in Tuscaloosa. Losing to Auburn? <laughs> hey, we won the national title, but we lost to Auburn. Ugh. <laughs> hey, one year in 83, we won the national title, lost to Florida. You know what Florida used to do? They used to go around the state telling everybody, we're state champs. Kings can have the national title. We beat them 28 to 3. We were like, Jesus Christ, man. Ain't nothing like that, man. Having a jam back in your face. Absolutely, man. Okay. Hugh, I love college football. I vote on every award, including the Heisman Trophy. I vote on the top 25. All the major awards. So I got to look at these kids. And I voted for the kid from Alabama to win the national championship. Okay, monster. (laughs) Okay. Well, Gary Cobb in the last hour said something very important here. Guys, doing this. So do you think that the Eagles should be standing in line for A.J. Brown or Debo Samuel? They have no interest in doing this. Gary's right. That three-year contract is a contract between the owner and the GM that he's been giving carte blanche the next three years to build the team without being fired. He has no heat on him. That's why there's no rush to do anything creative. Let's get the money off the books next year. $35 million will be knocked off the books. It'll be a better draft class potentially for quarterbacks. If Jalen doesn't end up getting better, or if he even stays the same, he's a good draft piece that we could move during the draft and go after our quarterback. You're stuck in the mud. Howie Roseman has been given three years to torture you. No matter what we talk about in the draft, no matter what we talk about in free agency, Gary's right. The kiss of death for the team not to do anything. What did he say at the beginning of free agency? That we had to be creative and we had to gamble? That's a lie. It's a lie. They're not going to do anything that's going to upset the plan they're on. And here's their plan. They're going to get another wide out on the other side of Devante. They'll get an edge rusher. Then they'll fill in the blanks with the rest of their picks. And they're going to go into battle with what that team is right there. And they're going to let the chips fall where they may. If Sirianni sucks, maybe they go after Sean Payton. I don't know. They go after a quarterback like Bryce Young, Tyler Van Dyke, UM, other guys, CJ Stroud, Ohio State. 
This is what the plan is. Tell me I'm wrong. This is what, you know, I, I started the show by doing this. Well, A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel, it doesn't matter, guys. Kyler Murray, the conversation. You know what I would be doing? Get this. If I were the Eagles and Howie Roseman, I wouldn't be calling the Cardinals for Kyler Murray. I'd be calling the Cardinals for DeAndre Hopkins. That's what I'd be calling for DeAndre Hopkins. Just doesn't make sense here, man. You could say all this stuff. And by the way, you see that Kyle Hamilton is um, in Washington today. I got that. That's my that's my pick that I think Washington takes. And Washington is going to sign the wide receiver. He's outlived his contract. Okay? Terry McLaurin, I think he was a third-round draft choice. He's outlived his contract. They've got to pay him. You brought in Carson Wentz? You're not going to let that guy roll out of the building. You're not going to pay him $20 million a year, I don't think. But you need a big-time wideout. You're not going to – hey, and by the way, can I tell you how great that player is for Washington? And I got to give Xander a lot of love. Xander, you know what, dude? You pointed this kid out to me. Can you imagine succeeding the way he has in a chaotic franchise like that and still being a baller and a superstar player with all the bullshit that's gone on in that organization over the last couple of years? That guy has flourished. That guy has been a star. That shows me about his medal, too. That, that tells me about his medal. Dude, you're a guy inside that organization with all the shit going on. You were a third-round ball player. And you have completely exceeded expectations. That kid, with Aaron Rodgers, you may be looking at Devontae Adams. You put him with a quarterback that can... Who's been his quarterbacks? It's been a cast of nobodies. And he's flourished. You put him in a system with a guy that could throw the ball like a Justin Herbert. That guy's a 13, 1400 yard guy. He, that's some, you know, the, the more I broke him down, the more I started looking at him. I didn't know him. Shit from Shinola. You know, Xander goes, take a look at this guy. I watched, start watching YouTube and I'm thinking, look at this guy succeeding in the Washington Commanders organization. That kid is good, dude. Hey, and if Carson Wentz has anything like the year he had this past year, that kid's going to, that kid is absolutely going to make that team better. And I'm with everybody else that we have brought on. Washington, in my opinion, is the favorite to win the NFC East. Scary Terry Israel, I think he's good. But here, man. This is so frustrating here. And you know what? I didn't want to start the new show off on a Monday talking like this because you know why? I wanted optimism here. But God, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Are you okay with a three-year plan? Are you okay with a three-year plan? Howie's three-year plan. Shit, that should have been my topic. Are you okay with the owner of the Eagles giving Howie a three-year plan. And by the way, he ain't going to be fired anywhere in that three-year plan. 
Okay? He's a baller. Israel, he is. Wentz had more weapons last year. Well, I'll tell you what. Wentz had, if Wentz and that Colts team was in the NFC, they'd win 13 games. They were in the AFC, actually. Okay? <laughs> you put that Colts team in the NFC East, they win 13 ball games. 13 ball games. Ron says he's cool with the three-year plan. Okay? Ron's cool with the team going like this, nine and eight. Ron, I'll just go like this. It's, it's so that it doesn't come off being a shithead. Nine and eight, nine and eight. So you're okay. You're, you're, you're okay with like a 27 and 24 record, something like that, as long as we're getting the team back to being a Super Bowl contending team. Is that correct? You're cool with that. That's all I'm asking. You're not doing anything free agency. You have no intention of making the ball team better. Okay? Well, no, I'll take that back because I want to be fair to it. You are going to try to get better in the draft. So if I were everybody, stop talking free agency. And I'm, that includes me. Every time somebody comes available, you see what's being said about the honey badger? The honey badger saying this, that how he wants it to – how he wants a one-year deal, and Honey Badger wants a two and an option. The same deal that Stefan Gilmore got. Howie's like, no way. One-year deal. Okay. D you know, they may still land him. That would be a coup if he gets him. Rico says, Sills, the NFC is wide open. Rico, you don't really believe that you're beating the Buccaneers, do you? Or the Rams. Or the Packers. You think you could beat the Vikings? Kirk Cousins is a superior quarterback to Jalen. And their running back is superior to anything that the Eagles have. I think Xander, I think that's his dark horse team. The Vikings have a pretty good staff. Now, an offensive-minded guy. I like Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer was a heck of a coach. All good. Okay. Chris says, I'd give him three years. If it works out, Dan. Blue City Empire. Hey, Cilio. There are some Raptor fans on Twitter that are making death threats to Embiid and his family. Blue City Empire. Awesome. Awesome. You know why? Those are losers. Do you know how many death threats Tim Tebow used to get from SEC fans? Don't be soft about it. Well, it's just who they are. Don't give them the time of day. You know how many death threats I get from people over the 33 years? Great. I don't care. You ain't walking up to me. You ain't walking up to Joel Embiid. Great. They're cowards. You can't get... Guess how that sounded, too. Still, somebody's like tweeting at Joel Embiid, death threats. <laughs> when you put a gun in my face, I'm scared. When you put a tweet in front of me, I'm not. Okay? You put a tweet in front of me. Okay, yeah, well, all right, we're good. You put, you put a gun in front of me, eh, we're going to be a little nervous. 
Okay? Get off my Bucks helmet. Hey, it's my NFL helmet. Get off my Bucks helmet. Joel Embiid, man. So Joel Embiid is getting death threats? <laughs> That's because he's a monster, man. That guy is a baller, dude. He is. He's a baller. And the Raptor fans are a little nervous. Hey, this is what I would tell the Canadian Raptor guys. Take your mask mandates down for that soft-ass country of yours. Then come talk to me before you start barking at anybody. You guys take those truckers and you, you take all their livelihood away from them because you don't like somebody going boo at you. What a bunch of cowards. You kidding me? Your country's soft. Hate that stuff. Joel Embiid getting death threats. Good God, that's so awesome. You know, Tebow, they used to say they wanted to rape Tebow's sister and they wanted to kill his mother and stuff like that when they played LSU. Tebow was like this. Yeah, you know what's funny? Every time I show up to Baton Rouge, nothing but the kindest people come up to me and shake my hand and have great sportsmanship. I never see any of those people. Of course you're not. Because people who hide like that are cowards. And I've said this to you before. Twitter, social media is the outhouse wall of our society today. You know how you used to go into the bathrooms, like the uh, the, tr the trucking stops and the truck stops? I was here. John's a jackass. Peter's a dick. You're seeing all that. You know what I'm saying? You never get it. I've never had any. You know, Cilio, I wrote something about you on an outhouse wall. I called you a son of a bitch. <laughs> you did. <laughs> right? Eastside monster. <laughs> the trees are sweet. Thank you. Some of the chicks are too. Money goes like this. You see how Kyrie Irving handled the Boston trolls? He's hilarious. Yeah. Kyrie Irving was throwing up the one gun salute at the Boston fans. And... I'm sure he's going to get fined by the NBA. See, though, man, when you're shooting a one-gun salute at the Boston Celtic fans, the Boston Celtic fans, what, you think that the Boston – wait a minute. That would be like telling Philly fan, hey, Philly fan, when Carson Wentz comes to town or Ben Simmons comes to town, please, guys, no booing. Please, guys, no booing. We can't have any booing. No booing, guys. You promise? No booing. Here's Philly guy in my mind. Oh, that's right. Ben's got a little bit of a issue with people talking shit on him. So maybe I'm not going to boo him. Yeah, you know. Or when Wentz comes rolling through Lincoln Financial. Hey, Xander, I've got to be there for that opener. I got to be there for the opener, man. <laughs> I don't care about the Cowboy game, okay? I, I don't care about the Cowboy game. <laughs> I want to be there when Wentz walks out week one and all of you guys are watching that guy roll through and I want to see how that thing plays out. Holy cow. We're all gonna we're all gonna tailgate. We are all gonna tailgate. <laughs> Holy cow, man! I want to. I'm dude. That's gonna be worth the price of admission for the 2000, 
23 Philadelphia Eagles season is watching Carson Wentz and then Doug Peterson roll through the building. Oh, my God. Oh, man. No booing. Hey, Eagle fan. <laughs> this is um, the public announce here at Lincoln Financial. There'll be no booing by Philadelphia slash Eagle fans on Carson Wentz. You will be escorted from your seat and taken out and sent over to the Democratic National Convention. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, sorry about that PSA I just did. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. You guys won't boo Doug, though. I don't believe you'll boo Doug. No way. By the way, you see who came down to Joel Embiid? Giannis in the Joker. Embiid's going to win the MVP. Yeah, hey, Alexander, public announcer. Please, um, a guy in section section 17, seat four. He's booing once. Can we please have him removed? Thank you. God, can you imagine that, man? You ain't freaking taking me anywhere. Dude, Daddy, that Philly fan that got that Met fan's phone and threw it on the field because he was talking shit. I was cheering that. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was cheering that shit, man. Oh, yeah. No, no, Chris. I think you guys are going to – I think you guys will give Doug Peterson one – I think you'll give him – I think you'll give him a round of applause, and then after that, it's back to work. I think it'll be back to work. Man, I had this show written out today. Let's go get Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown. Man, I won't lie to you, man. I'm a little bit – I'm 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 a little bit like disappointed because free agency ain't happening this this year for the Eagles. It's just not. Zach Pascal's gonna be your number one offensive sign. Well, wait. Getting Kelsey back is probably your number one sign. Okay, getting Kelsey back. No, wait a minute. Didn't Philly five Philly five hundred say it? The best sign this offseason was Howie Roseman. So Howie Roseman has been given three years to make this team a Super Bowl contender with no interruptions or no pressure to win. I would think you have to see improvement, but the owner of the Eagles has given that general manager a hall pass for the next three years. And if, if it goes sideways, Nick Sirianni will be fired. Jalen will be fired. Just like they got rid of Wentz and Doug Peterson. Timothy's Ralph says this signing Malata for pennies before the season was a great move. He's great when it comes to buying at the dollar store, Ralph, he knows. And remember something, Ralph, when you offer a player a deal before his contract's up, first inclination is to sign it because you're automatically making more money until you realize that the market is going to change next year 
when the cap goes up to $222 million. And then you realize what you signed for is going to be on the pennies. You know, when you look back at that Carson Wentz deal and you look back at that Jared Goff deal, you know what you look at now? Shit, man, those were those were deals. We're now talking about quarterbacks making $45 million to $50 million per. Israel says Sirianni. Hey, I guarantee you, Israel, I guarantee you that Pascal gets more targets than what Quez Watkins will. Guarantee you. Israel, Malata is not a dollar store. His contract is. See, once again, you took what I said and thought that I was talking about the player. His contract is and will be. That's what you do when you sign a guy ahead of time before his contract is up. In two years, his contract will be pennies and dollar store stuff. Not to talent. That's not what I'm saying here. That's totally not what I'm saying. You put it into the context that I said that Mulata was a dime store guy instead of not listening clearly and saying his contract is a dime store guy. They got him on the cheap. Yeah, Israel, that's all I'm saying. Jordan Mulata is going to be a 15-year veteran on that side of the offensive line. And he's going to be a pro bowler and a great football player. How he knew what he was doing, man. Same thing with Goddard. Signing those guys ahead of time? Absolutely. Absolutely huge. All right, guys. Speaking of huge, size matters. And when you get into a battle with Morgan and Morgan, let me just tell you this. There's nobody bigger in the country when it comes to choosing an attorney. And Morgan and Morgan, the fee is free. That means this. They do not get paid unless you get your compensation for when they go to battle for you. If you're hurt or injured on the job, picking a lawyer is one of the most important things that you could possibly do. John Morgan has told me this for 25 years, finding that lawyer that will fight for you. And for the people, it's not a slogan. It's who they are and it's what they do. How about this over the last 30 years? Over $13 billion in settlements that they have gotten for their clients because, again, Morgan & Morgan, they don't sleep until they get the job done. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, Florida, New York, across the country, Morgan & Morgan's army of attorneys are there to battle for you and get you the compensation that you need. And like I said, size matters. There's nobody bigger. The call is free. The consultation is free. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And when you find that attorney, three times the value on your return, on your settlements, is what most clients get when you find the right attorney. And choosing Morgan & Morgan, they are the best and they are the biggest. And do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. 
There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. We're on the first day of the show's expansion. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much, man. I mean, I definitely could not be doing this without you guys. And thank you again for all the stuff you do, man. We really appreciate it. By the way, Philly 500 tomorrow. I love getting those guys on, man. I really do. And as we get closer to the draft, Jimmy Johnson and Tom Telesco, the Chargers, and some of the guys, Phil Sims, will be coming on the program. We'll get Boomer Esiason back on again. So we'll sprinkle everybody in. We'll have all those guys as we always do. Real quick, before we get into a comment I want to make about Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts here. You know, Shaq said something last night. And he's so right. Sometimes when you get a job, 
You think that job, because the name surrounding the organization is a huge job. How many do you, do you guys think that the Laker job and the Dallas Cowboy job is a big job? You think it's a big job? The Laker job is a joke. Why would Jason Kidd leave Mark Cuban when you've got Luca there and you've got an owner that's willing to spend money and do all the things it takes and they've got basketball people in the organization that are making the right move? Okay? I don't think the Laker job's a big job. You got dead cap money. You don't have a first-round pick for a while because you gave it up for AD. You got an aging superstar in LeBron James. Where are you going? You got a guy that you're owed $47 million to and Russell Westbrook. You can't move him unless you eat 90% of that contract. Where are you going, man? You've got to eat a $47 million contract just to move Russell Westbrook, an aging superstar in LeBron, an AD who can't stay healthy. Big market? Great. Funny Memphis looks better. Maybe not in her first playoff game. How about the Cowboy job? You're never going to win with Jerry Jones as the owner of the team. Jerry can't help himself. Great owner. The brand has expanded so much since he bought the team from Bum Bright. Since he bought that team in 89, there's been no question. $154 million investment has turned into a $5 billion investment. He's a Hall of Fame owner. He's won three Super Bowls. This guy has absolutely done a lot for that Dallas Cowboy brand. But over the last 25 years, they've not gotten to a NFC championship game because the owner doesn't want to give complete control to his coach. When Pat Riley was the coach of the Lakers or Phil Jackson, they had complete control. Plus, they had Jerry West in the building. If you're the Lakers, how do you let Jerry West walk out the building? You let the best basketball mind leave the Lakers. Well, when you get Mitch Kupchak and the rest of them dudes like Rob Palenka, you deserve what you get. Yeah, but hey, Jeremiah, you're not going anywhere. Okay? Not going anywhere. Dallas, you're not going anywhere. Those jobs are not big jobs to me because you can't coach at those jobs. Okay? Dan, comment more on the USFL weekend. I thought it was spectacular. I thought those guys did a great job. 3.5 million people watched the game on Saturday. I'm going to be watching the game tonight, by the way. Bandits and Maulers. You know, the only problem that I have with the whole thing is that they're not able to use the history of the USFL. Okay? They're not. You notice nobody brought up Doug Flutie, Jim Kelly, when they were talking gamblers or they were talking generals or when they were talking breakers, nobody was bringing up Marcus Dupree because they're in a lawsuit um, versus the original owners. And we had one of the original owners on this show um, last year, and he said that they were going to take him to court, and they have taken him to court. Now, a judge has given them the right to use the names, But that same judge also did say they're probably going to lose copyright infringement issues because they do have trademarks, the original owners, for those teams. Fox is probably either going to have to settle with them or they're going to have to change the names. Okay? 
Israel's like, Reggie White, yeah, Memphis Showboats. The greatest eagle was a Memphis Showboat USFL guy. Dude, Memphis Showboats, Jim Kelly, Herschel Walker. See, you're not able to use and talk about the history of the league. So that's kind of like an issue for me a little bit. But other than that, I thought it was great. I, the football was better than I thought. That was a heck of a football game. How about this? You know, I, I, I tweeted this out. Do you think the best USFL team could beat Alabama? The best USFL team, you think they could beat Alabama or Georgia? See, I do. Okay? I think it'd be competitive, though. I think it'd be awful competitive. And the coaching would matter, and Saban would make that game competitive. How about this? If the Alabama Crimson Tide played the best team in the USFL 10 times, I think Bama would win four. Bama would win four. Now, the key, the key to the USFL, there's only one key. Folks, you know what that is? Getting to year two. Getting to year two. If you can get to year two, that means financially you're growing. And that means you didn't, like many of these leagues, like the AAF or the original XFL, these guys imploded on themselves because the budgets and money, I think it's brilliant on what they did by staying in one location in Alabama and all the teams playing in that location, the money you save in hotel, travel, all of that stuff. Food is enormous. That was the major expense for the original USFL was all the traveling. I mean, you're traveling across the country, getting charter planes. You know, and from what I understand, they're flying normal. They're not doing charter planes. You know, the next couple of years, they're going to be flying normal. We flew normal when I was in the World League. I was actually shocked. You, you can tell the difference, though. The quarterback play needs to get a little better. And that's why I was like this. Can they beat the Lions? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The Lions would roll a team, the best team in the USFL. They would never beat the Lions. I think you guys under just because a team is the worst team in the NFL, that you think that team could not beat anybody on the planet that plays organized football. They could. Okay, the Lions could. Didn't they tie the Steelers this past year? Steelers made the playoffs, <laughs> right? You're not, you're not beating the Lions, okay? L listen, there's no doubt. Xander's like this. That, that's like morons saying Alabama could beat the crappiest NFL team. It's not happening. I played on some of the most – here – Every one of my wide receivers and my quarterback that I had on my team were first-round draft choices and pro bowlers. Testaverde and Kozar and Kelly, one was a Hall of Famer. My wideouts were Michael Irvin, Brian Blades, and Brett Perriman, all made the Pro Bowl. Our running backs all made the Pro Bowl, and we still couldn't beat the worst team that year in the NFL. It's not happening. Those games are closer than you think, friends. <laughs> okay. However, again, I, I thought that Birdman, I loved it too. I'm a big fan. 
ninety percent of the games I watched them. I, I but but and they beat I think the Jazz and the Mavericks. Game one. That number may go down. Okay, it may go down the next week here, but I think the USFL got off to a spectacular start. Hey, Chris, XFL starts next year in February. So you're going to have two spring leagues going after one another. So there's going to be football 24-7. You better hope if you're the NBA that you figured out all these players um, taking nights off and shit and playing hard and having series that matter. This is what I tell you. Guys, do you agree with me? I think the first round of the NBA playoffs, I think they should be three-game series. You want to know compelling? You want to know how everybody would be on the edge of their seat? Three-game series? You're going to play your ass off in every one of them games. And you're going to get upsets. You could get bounced. The NCAA tournament shows you one thing. The ratings were massive for the NCAA tournament because it's one and done. And you're going home. You put that at a three-game series. Can you imagine Toronto and the Sixers in a three-game series and you drop game one? Holy shit. If you're the Sixers, you talk about sphincter counts. Dude, man. NBA better figure it out because the NFL, once they leave the TV schedule and now with the XFL and the USFL, I think the USFL is getting off to a nice start. I want to see them get to year two. All right, real quick here. We talk, again, free agency conversation. I'm not doing it. I'm just going to start talking and isolating on the draft and who they're going to take in the draft because they're not going to do anything in the open market. This Kyler Murray stuff is stupid now. Gary Cobb's right. They may land Honey Badger. They, they may land him. Would it be an impact? Yes. And then you add Riddick. It would, it would make the offseason a lot better. And you didn't have to really give anything up for those two men. You know, with your draft assets, you didn't, you didn't have to give too much up. So it would be a much better offseason. If, if they land Honey Badger, that would be huge. But this is really all going to be about the draft. Chris says, draft day trade. Chris, maybe to move up to get a wide out or Kyle Hamilton or one of the corners, maybe. Okay, maybe they do that. But this is going to be all about Again, the draft. And Howie, because he's sitting at 15, remember this. Howie can't do this right now. My number one priority going into this draft is a corner. Well, both corners may be taken. Or all three of those corners with Stingley may be taken. What are you going to do then? Well, my next pick is an edge rusher. Okay. See, when you're picking at 15 and 18, unless you're moving up, you're a slave to who's in front of you. You can't sit here and just go like this. Well, I'm taking a corner in this in this draft with 15. I am. You never know what's going to hit there. You have no idea. All right. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. You guys have been awesome, man. I so appreciate it. 
I'll tell you the three positions, though, that could be right in that conversation there for the Eagles there. And where those kind of players line up, guys, this is going to be really all about the draft. Gary Cobb was right today. Free agency was never going to be a major play this year. I should have known it when Xander told me that they were $35 million still under the cap. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Big Silk. Baker Mayfield goes from the first pick in the draft to now going to the bottom of the barrel in teams. So I guess him and the Panthers, I guess they're trying to work something out to try to move Baker Mayfield to um, Carolina. Matt Rule will be fired at the end of this year. You know, didn't Matt Rule sign that deal too, that six-year contract? With David Tepper, he's the richest owner 
You know, of all the owners in the NFL, he's the richest owner in the NFL. That includes Stan Kroenke. He's the richest guy in the league is David Tepper. And he's not going to sit around and have another shit season and watch Matt Rule just fumble around. And now they're talking about getting Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield, I'm watching that TMZ interview, and I'm going like this. Everybody's fault but his. You know what I'd do if I'm Baker Mayfield? Dude, you're auditioning for your next job, not your next psychiatrist. Well, man, woe is me. Woe is this. Woe is that. Guys suck. Da-da-da. You know what you do? Man, I learned a lesson, guys, about staying relevant and wanting a job again. You know what it is? They're talking shit on you. It's all good. They're going to talk about, you know, how many times you've been fired, even if it's a lie. Doesn't matter. But talent always wins. No matter what they say about you, no matter how many times they shit on me, I went from one platform to another platform inside of a year. You can't stop talent. I'm not saying I'm the most talented guy on the planet, but when you have a passion for something, traditionally the talent comes out in that. If whatever you love, fishing, being the number one salesman, being a great TV repairman, anything. If you love it enough, you'll have a passion for it and you'll be the best at what you do. Okay? Israel, that's right. Right, Israel. Who does an interview at TMZ unless you're soft in one of those Hollywood snowflakes? Nobody looks at anybody serious from Hollywood or anything like the TMZ interviews and says, wow, man, that's a guy. Like when you watch that TMZ interview, give me Jalen Hurts every day. Give me Jalen Hurts. Well, do you think Baker Mayfield's better? No, because you know why? When it comes down to winning a ball game, I'll take Jalen's character over that. Character matters. And Jalen's got buckets of character. Dude, the guy planting the flag at Ohio State, I was like, okay, I don't have a problem with that. But, dude, you eventually have to put the Tonka toys down and stop being a high school cheerleader. You ever see Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or any of those really superstar winning quarterbacks act like that? No. No. The only reason Aaron Rodgers gets away with it is because he's so gifted. And maybe that's to the point that Baker Mayfield acts like Aaron Rodgers without Aaron's talent. Rodgers gets away with it because of his exceptional talent. Chris says, you're flip-flopping on character thing? No. How do you take that, Chris, and say that when I'm talking about character over Mayfield? Character is not something you're patted on the back for. It's something you should already have instilled in you. You don't get credit for it. However, it becomes more prevalent when you see it lined up next to an idiot like him. 
Character is something you should have in you as a starting quarterback. Okay? You don't get kudos for that. It's something you should already have in you. But when you line it up against a loser like him, it's just magnified. You're like, Jesus, crime, and he really? Wow. Seriously, you put Baker Mayfield next to Jalen, you go like this. Those are two different dudes. <laughs> Israel says Mayfield is still in puberty. No, I think he ran out of his Midol pills. <laughs> yeah. I think he, yeah, I think he, I think he lost his uh, Midol pills. Don't put that guy anywhere near Philadelphia. We just went through another, we just went through a guy that, you know, had issues like that. I don't want to see that again. Isn't that crazy? We're now giving people credit nowadays for being a strong character guy. Dude, when when did that start? That we're giving people love for the, the, the things that you should already be given when you come to the NFL. Well, he's a pro. Great. Well, he's got a great arm. Great. What the hell are you doing in the NFL then? You should have all those intangibles. Right? I wonder who, hey, I can't wait to see that game, man. That first game of the year, Wentz versus Hurts. Jalen will handle that game well. I, I, I want to see how Wentz handles it. Ron Rivera was talking about Carson Wentz today, and he was saying how impressed he was with the way that he's taking control of the locker room. What's the problem with that? You know, you know what the problem with that is? <laughs> Xander goes like this. I don't care how he handles it. I just want a W. When a coach is talking for you, then there's a problem. I, I would tell Ron Rivera, Ron, do me a favor. Don't speak for me. Because anytime you get someone speaking for you, it never turns out well. I don't want anybody speaking for me. I'll do that myself. That's why you never hear people that, when they say things about me, you never hear, well, I, Cilio told me this. <laughs> I'll say it myself. Isn't it funny, all the people that have talked shit on me on the internet and such, nowhere's there a quote. <laughs> well, I worked with the guy. No, you didn't. And if I did, I didn't know who you were. Yeah, most of the time, someone goes, Sills, I worked with you for... Do you know when I was in Tampa, there was like people I worked with 15 years. Sills, I worked with you for like 12 years. I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I, you know... I do my best on trying to meet everyone and I may not really remember everyone, man, but you know, and they're like, I worked, I worked 13 years with you. Don't you remember? I'm like, nah, man. Nah, nah you know, nah, not really, man. I don't, I don't remember that. So, wow. We are just TikToking away to the NFL draft. I cannot wait. Philly 500. Well, be with us tomorrow. You guys were awesome on the inaugural three-hour show. Thank you so much. The bitch flew. I'm exceptionally happy about that. Okay? Felt like a two-hour show, man. And we squeezed three hours in. Hit the like button. 
Guys, I can't tell you how much we appreciate everything that you've done. Want to thank the Krauses for making it happen too. We got a lot of plug, plug today and pub today from the national media too, knowing where we are. So it's all because of you guys. You guys are fantastic, man. Hey, Alexander, thank you guys so much, man. Hey, by the way, if you missed any of the show, please do me a favor. Go back, share it, like it. Gary Cobb was spectacular. He made me a little bit depressed, okay? But I think he's right. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern time. I really appreciate everybody. See you on the flip side.